0: This is Worship God, a podcast of the Gospel Coalition Canada. Worship God is designed to equip worshipers and worship leaders for Christ-centered worship.
1: Well, welcome back, everybody, to Worship God. We're so glad you're with us. I'm here with Jody Cross and, you know, being a worship leader is a job unlike many others, I think it's fair to say. Um, and it's interesting because I, I think, Jody, there are all kinds of different elements to the job. You know, you're part manager, mm-hmm. you know, like you're, you're managing schedules and people. There's elements, obviously, of pastoral ministry. You're spiritually developing your team. You're often shepherding people. Uh, there's elements of like a creative arts Role like you're making art, you're making music, you're coming up with arrangements and you're trying to create a, a beautiful aesthetic time of worship. There's elements of teaching, you're training, you're training your team, and then there's elements of conducting. You're like on stage leading a band and directing drummers and piano players. And you, know, you can be teaching guitar in one day and in a span of an hour, you're now counseling that person in their marriage or teaching the Bible to them. And so because of this, there are all kinds of unique challenges and temptations um, that can face those of us who lead worship and those of us who serve in the worship ministry. And so that's what we wanted to talk about today. We wanted to just to highlight some of the temptations, some of the dangers that we can face so that we can be better on guard against them Um, and the reality is that we're called to fight and resist temptation as christians Uh, just as we begin i want us to reflect on what james says um, about temptation temptation in james one it says this blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial for when he has stood the test he will receive the crown of life which god has promised to those who love him so let no one say when he is tempted i'm being tempted by god For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. So James says that temptation stems from our own evil desires that live in our hearts. It's there already. Uh, These don't come from God, so we don't get to blame God and say, oh, God's tempting me. No, these stem from us. So it's critical, therefore, that we look inwardly at our own hearts and ask ourselves, you know, what are the temptations that live within me? And then as James will go on to say at the end of the book, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So, we pray that in this episode we can help you bring to light maybe some of the temptations and desires that lurk in your heart as you serve in the worship ministry so that you can confess those and ask for prayer against those. So, Jody, just as we start, you've been in ministry for many years in worship ministry. You're lead pastor right now, but you still lead worship often. Well, what has been your greatest temptation as you've served? In the worship ministry over your life, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. How long do we have, Rob? <laughs> the, I know Why don't Apost- we start with one? Yeah. You know, <laughs> at the end of the Apostle Paul's life, he said, "I I am the chief of sinners." You know, as the, the longer yeah. he seemed to go with the Lord, the more he knew that list grew. And uh, right. I, I know you said one. I'm maybe going to stick two in here, but uh, <laughs> that's fine. And they both start with the word "self." Self, and I guess. Hmm. You know, the, the issue is not whether we have temptations and pitfalls that we fall into, but but what are they? Yeah. And one I would identify with is uh, self-reliance. It's easy to trust in yourself, whether that means you're trusting in yourself to make something happen, or you're mm-hmm. trusting in yourself to have the strength to get through a day, or you're trusting in yourself for the wisdom that you need. I mean, it's just self-reliance and self-dependency, as opposed to a God dependency and a God reliance. I know that um, in Philippians, uh, it says our boast is in Jesus Christ, we put no confidence in the flesh. Right. And every time that that we are are tempted to put confidence in the flesh, to do it ourselves, you know, we fall into that temptation. I, I can say that I have fallen into that many times. The other one would be self-focus. And mm. that's the... That's the whole idea of who is this all about? Uh, and, you know, it's it's easy that we want to be like John the Baptist. And I think we're going to do a, a podcast about John the Baptist coming up real yeah. soon because he's a fascinating guy. As a worship leader, some of you are thinking, hmm, okay, that sounds interesting. What? We're going to talk about that. But John the Baptist pointed away from himself to Jesus. And it's easy to point to ourselves. I, I've seen that in my own life. It's all about mm-hmm. me. I once heard... I worship uh, a seminar, a leader said, you know, when you lead worship, you wear one of two t-shirts. One says, uh, it's all about me. Look at me. Or another t-shirt you can wear says, look at him. And mm-hmm. I, th- I know that I have wanted the appraise the and the applause of, of people. And I've mm-hmm. wanted to, to please people and wonder what people think. And if i done a good job and did they like it? And, and so rather than, uh, you know, being someone who knew I was playing for an audience of one, there's always that temptation that struggle to say it's all about me what do people think how about you
1: yeah for me i would say i think the greatest temptation that that i've had has always been uh, comparison and i think i think i just I'm, I'm i've historically been more on the insecure side as a as a young man i was always looking for people's direction and people's affirmation and people telling me like who I am. I always struggled with that. And so I would look at other worship leaders and look at people that I respected. And I would often look at them and go, okay, I want that. And why am I not like that? Why, why am I not as talented as Jody cross? Why am I not as, why don't I have the platform of this person or that like that would be my temptation to compare myself and to compare myself with the church down the road. And to ask, you know, why isn't my team better or why, you know, and I think I've learned over the years to, to resist that, but I would say it flares up um, now and then it's one of those things that all these temptations can sneak up. And if we're, if we have a proclivity to them, it's not like we drop the guard. Peter tells us to, to be on guard, to be watchful because the enemy is and not just the enemy, but our flesh. And so we definitely need to be aware. I'm wondering, Jody, what, what, what are some temptations that the Bible highlights that are common in ministry? Maybe we can look at some of those and that will help also give us some direction. What would be what would be a temptation that that the Bible highlights for people in ministry? First,
0: uh, First Timothy chapter 6 just talks about the, the lust, the thirsting, the temptation for riches and the whole idea of, of greed. You know, wanting, wanting all the things that that we can grab, as opposed to giving and holding loosely to things and to money, that would be one. Uh, mm. I think of Galatians one ten, people pleasing. Mm. For uh, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Paul writes. Or mm. am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. You know that he just has said. Right. You you can't do both. People pleasing is a is a big deal, and then. Uh, We talked in our last podcast about hypocrisy and Mm. just, it's disconnected. The heart is disconnected from, from what we're doing. It's hypocritical. It's cold hearted. It's, it's not real. It's not authentic. Those are three that I can think of.
1: Yeah. uh, One, one that jumps out to me is found in second Timothy chapter four, and maybe as an inference from this text, but in 2 Timothy 4, 3-4, it says, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and to wander off into myths. So the idea there is people dis- want something that's not necessarily good for them, and so they can find teachers who will want to give it to them because they'll get an audience. And so the temptation is that we can want to give people what they want, and maybe it's not the right kind of things they should be singing. Maybe it's music that's not theologically correct, but it appeals to people. Well, we're going to give it to them because we want their approval. We want the audience. We want the crowd. And now we're appealing to itching ears as opposed to to truth as well. I, I think of First Peter. It says this first Peter five two, shepherd, the flock of God that is among you exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you. And then here, not for shameful gain, but eagerly. And so sometimes we do this for gain, for fame. Jody, you talked about people pleasing for, for affirmation. And I think that is something where we're looking for people's approval so that we feel important and those are definitely i think these are biblical things where the, where god through the scriptures is telling us hey watch out for these things because these are common temptations among man that you're going to be you're going to find yourself again, being pulled into so jody what would you say are some common temptations then those are temptations that are kind of uh, the scriptures tell us that pastors ministry this is common what would you say that are some common temptations that our listeners might be struggling with in their worship ministries mm-hmm.
0: pride for sure and mm-hmm. you know thousands of thousands of versions and uh, of that whether that's uh you know this is this is my show whether this is i want people to look at me whether this is i'm the expert i know what's best you know all of that stuff that, that we mm. still struggle with in the flesh, definitely one. How about the rock star, the rock star heart? You know, I want, I want fame, I want notoriety, I, I want to be mm. famous. Uh, you know, I, I used to say, uh, what do you call a 13-year-old male with a guitar? What does he want to do in life? He wants to be a rock star. Yeah. And so that doesn't die easily in us who are not 13 anymore. Mm. Uh, and then uh, envy. Envy. You've you've spoken about that, you know, just that we we desire to be like other people, and mm. we um, we try to emulate instead of being who God calls us to be, and we you know, we're not real, and we have that heart to to have envy. And then maybe one more I would say is that uh, sometimes in ministry we have big job descriptions, and we become workaholics, thinking it's all about me and it's all about what I do to make my own success, which leads to burnout which leads to an unbalanced, unhealthy life. Again, that's, mm. that's pride and it's self-reliance. And um, so that's a temptation and that can, to do a real number on people.
1: Mm. Why do you think that that is a temptation that I find whenever I talk to a lot of pastors, it seems to be very much up there. This, this idea of working and working and working and striving and striving and striving and accomplishing and accomplishing Um, why? What does that appeal to? uh, Do you think? Like, is that a? Where do you think that comes from? Why? Why is that just a? That's such a common temptation. Mm.
0: You know, the Apostle Paul said in First Corinthians fifteen ten, "I worked harder than them all," uh, but he just talks about what he did was by the grace of God, and and so there is something important and and great about actually hard work for the kingdom and for for the calling that God has given us. The problem is when it, it's driven by the flesh and when it it exceeds our abilities and when we think this is all on our shoulders. So maybe it's that we're trying to accomplish what only God can accomplish. We're trying hmm. we're seeking results that only his spirit can can make and do and, and accomplish, thinking that we have to we have to cause something to happen. And again, you can't you can't create results. You can bear fruit though. And it's back to the abiding principle that as you abide, trust in the Lord and wear the yoke of Christ and trust in Him, things will happen. His fruit will be mm-hmm. born as opposed to, you know, that it's all, it all re- resides with us and it all rests on us. And then mm-hmm. sometimes I think people are in job descriptions that are overwhelming. You lead two choirs and have three worship rehearsals a week and do this and do this and do this. and Yeah. And... I think some people may have job descriptions that just are overwhelming them. And if you combine something like that, which you're wearing too many hats, you're the youth pastor, the kids pastor and the worship leader as well, you know, something's going to suffer. And uh, so that, that can definitely lead to burnout and workaholism and an unbalanced life. And then all the relational, relational fallout that comes from that.
1: I think there's also this sense of competition and envy too, because a lot of guys I talk to who have that kind of men, mindset, they, they talk about, well, my dad was a pastor and he worked harder than everybody else. And my grandpa was in ministry and he did this or, you know, oh, well, that pastor I respect, he works really hard. And it's like they don't actually realize, well, that's an envious competitive kind of spirit behind that you know Mm. and it's so some of these other temptations can definitely motivate i think i think also another temptation and i've faced this temptation in the past is to run away and quit you know ministry can get hard as a worship leader especially if you don't have a great relationship with your senior pastor man it can get tense and tumultuous and there's arguments and debate that them too are those generally are rooted in the temptation of pride, um, but that can lead you to want to just flee. Oh, it'll be easier. It's going to be easier mm-hmm. if I just go somewhere else. Oh, it's that person's fault. It's it's their hard-heartedness. They're not listening to me. And so the temptation to quit, to flee, um, to avoid hard conversations, none of us likes conflict. Um, that can be a huge um, temptation in the worship ministry. And I see it often. A lot of worship pastors and leaders Man, they've been through five or six, seven, eight churches over the the span of a few years because they can't they can't stay anywhere long term. And um, that definitely is a big temptation. Anything else, Jody, mm. that you you think is a common temptation?
0: Well, when you're working with a sound team, you know you may have anywhere from ten to fifty people that you're working with on a on a very c- close basis, making decisions, working with, collaborating with. And it's uh, pretty likely that a few of those people you're not going to click with. And they're not mm. going to get along with you 100%. So I think those things are just givens, that there are people that, that we will need to learn to love and that will need to learn a, love us, and patience is needed. And uh, it, it is a crucible for sure. And then just learning to have those hard conversations with people that, that we are not seeing eye to eye with. Mm. And then a temptation, I think, of finding our identity and our value in, in what we do as opposed to who we are in Christ. You know, I am a musician. I am a worship leader. And I am someone who uh, gets applause again from the people that I lead. That's where we, that's where we get our affections, we get our strokes from, as opposed to, mm. we said earlier about about um, pleasing God as our, our first and primary audience. And so, you know, we are not what we do. We are who we are because we are sons of God, uh, loved in Christ. And then one that we've seen, unfortunately, from, you know, too often is, temptations of being attracted to someone in, in a worship team or worship ministry hmm. who is not your spouse and, a, and affections begin to uh, to grow and uh, coziness begins to grow and that morphs into something that's immoral, a moral relationship. And those things are, are, um, are very much real for people who are, are working closely in a creative context. And we have to guard against those things.
1: Hmm. One thing too that I... I think we can fall into, um, especially if we um, are songwriters, especially if we are passionate about music and we have music that we're doing in other venues outside of ministry is using the ministry for self promo, using the ministry to promote like, Oh, Hey, I'm by the way, I'm doing this thing downtown, you know, on Mm. Friday night or Hey, like, got a new album like let's sign it out in the foyer and and obviously i believe in songwriting in the church i think i think that's a great godly thing so i'm not saying just because you write songs for your church it means that you're struggling with this temptation but the temptation can come from that where all of a sudden you start getting a little bit of you know notoriety and people start really liking your songs and and the temptation from that can to you can be to use your ministry as a way to promote yourself, to promote your music, mm-hmm. to promote your going to lead worship at other churches. And um, again, that's not why we're doing ministry. We're, we're, we're ministering, we're serving the flock, we're enabling other people to worship and to see Christ alone. It's a complete counter productive process when we start making the ministry Mm -hmm. about promoting ourselves. Like you said, Jody, the shirt that says, it's not about me. It's about, you know, Mm -hmm. is it about me or is it about him? Mm -hmm. And um, that can be something that happens all too often. I've seen it, the temptation in my own heart, and um, I've seen it happen in other people. And so Jody, how do we fight then temptation? Maybe as we close, let's give some people a couple, um, kind of practical things how, how can we resist temptation how can we resist the devil how can we resist our flesh fight against these mm-hmm. sins what are some things that we can be we can be doing
0: you quoted this verse earlier from first peter chapter five be sober-minded be watchful your adversary the mm-hmm. devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour resist him firm in your faith and so be aware that you are not immune from these temptations and in fact mm-hmm. if you think you are then you're very susceptible to falling into them because you Mm. you're not being realistic so be alert the bible says be watchful and be prayerful because you've got an enemy that wants to take you down and i think we can coast and just assume that we're in safe territory that nothing can harm us but you know uh, jesus uh, says in the lord's prayer lead us not into temptation so pray that prayer and then stay faithful you were just talking about you know, wanting the platform and, and people wanting to be noticed. One of the, the greatest, I think, antidotes to this, the temptation of pride is just to be faithful where God's put you. Mm. Serve well where you are and be thankful if it's a church of 30 people or 130 people or 230 people yeah. or if it's 530 people, whatever. It doesn't matter. Be faithful and, and just stay humble in just saying, I am a servant of the Lord. I'm an unworthy servant, and if I, you know, get to play guitar for 30 people, I am honored to do that. I am an infinitely loved child of God, and we, you know, we stay faithful, have a servant heart, stay humble, and uh, allow God to to bless you where you are, without mm. always wanting to look over the next hill to say, you know what's what's the next the next ladder rung in my career. Uh, to, right. Uh, I mean, I, I just love the fact that David David did not strive for position. He was tending the sheep when Samuel was there to anoint the next king, and he didn't even get called to the party. And I always like to say that God knew where David was, you know, he was not forgotten. God knew David's address, knew where to find him when it was time to call him up. And he was faithfully doing what the Lord had put uh, in his heart, in his mind, and what he was called to do. And that very act of being a servant and caring for the sheep was the very heart quality that God wanted to use. And as he was anointed as the King of Israel. So yeah, Yeah. stay, stay faithful, stay humble and be alert. Yeah.
1: Something for me that uh, helps me is um, having a holistic view of myself and, and understanding that I am not just, and this might sound silly, but sometimes we can make our ministry everything And it it almost sounds holy because, well, I'm serving Christ and his church. And so my whole life should be this. And everything I do is for Christ and his church. But sometimes what that actually means is we put a little too much of our identity into what we're doing. And we forget that God calls us to be faithful spouses as well. God Mm -hmm. calls us to be faithful parents as well. God calls us to be faithful neighbors as well. And so I have a life outside of my ministry that Christ is central in. I'm trying to preach the gospel to my neighbors. I'm trying to teach my children, disciple my children. I don't have children right now, but Lord willing one day, I'm trying to disciple my kids, Mm -hmm. disciple my wife, um, be a faithful spouse in that arena as well. And the more that I'm able to see holistically my life and all the different and the the different areas you know my family doesn't care if i Mm -hmm. wrote a a famous worship song like they don't Mm -hmm. they don't care they know my sins they know my brokenness that humbles you Mm -hmm. it keeps you it keeps you centered and so for me it's keep that holistic view christ has called you in your whole life and everything that you're doing to be faithful to him. And so if it's only, only just one thing in your ministry, it's gonna be very much easy to make an idol out of that and uh, put too much into that. Mm. As well, I would say self-control. I mean, I cannot tell you how much, I just read through the Bible, constantly jumps out at me, how much God puts the onus on us through the power of his Holy Spirit. So we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, but on us, to control our thoughts, to control, to resist, you know, Peter, Peter says this in I, people should just read first Peter five. That's maybe a great, just a <laughs> uh, project after this chapter. And he says this in verse nine, resist the devil, right? Resist him, stand firm in your faith we're, we're meant to actively resist temptation and the devil and a lot of that is just a lot of us don't control our thought life we don't control our minds we don't control the things that are tempting us and we give into thoughts we give into patterns of thinking and we have been given the holy spirit to empower us to what's one of the fruits of the spirit mm-hmm. self-control mm-hmm. and so i would say get get a good get control over your mind and your thinking and your thoughts fill them with the scriptures, Mm -hmm. resist the devil, resist these temptations, replace Mm. them with truth.
0: I like to uh, say that, you know, you can't stop the snow from falling on your roof, but you can sure uh, build strong trusses in the roof to strengthen it. And we can't, we can't stop the temptations from coming, but we can strengthen the inside. And it just reminds me that an authentic life of worship Mm will will be the best antidote to all of these things being continually focused on christ loving him living in his grace and living for his glory will be the strength that pushes these things back you know we'll recognize we'll smell them we'll see them we'll recognize them for what they are and we'll Mm -hmm. be able to deal with them in the power of the lord and not succumb to them and not be you know not have them cave in on us because they they're trying to destroy us and then I, i love I love the fact, even in the verse you said, knowing that the same kind of things are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Right. No, no matter where you <laughs> serve, human nature is human, human nature. And yep. it doesn't matter what kind of church you're serving in, we're, we are facing this together. We are brothers in the Lord together who are doing this together and we're facing this together. And so be encouraged mm-hmm. that you are going to be tempted, but you will be strengthened by Christ. Uh, and, you know, plead to the Lord if, if you're if you're giving into these things or if you feel like you're losing the bottle. absolutely call on the lord and uh you know the lord who rescues and saves and and redeems and forgives and renews that's that's our hope that we yeah. can can continue to be people who point to christ and not be pointing to ourselves
1: you know paul has um paul says in 1st corinthians 10:13 he gives us a great promise. And he says this, and this is a promise from God in the scriptures that you can hold on to. He says this, no temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. I think a lot of us feel with these temptations that we're not strong enough. Oh, I can't, I can't overcome this. I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to be able to overcome this. I mean, that is just not biblical truth. The biblical truth is God has given you his Holy spirit. He has given you the ability to turn. And it says he's even provided a path out. Mm-hmm. That is the truth. That is the undeniable truth that you can hold to hold on to the promise of God. And so be encouraged uh, listeners that God has provided a way out from these temptations. He's given you what you've needed. Um, Take some of these things, apply them, and know that these temptations are common to man. These, these temptations, they're common, but God is faithful, and he can enable us um, to escape them. And so, Jody, thank you so much, brother, uh, for being on this episode. And uh, listeners, thank you for joining with us. We pray this has been encouraging for you, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now.
0: Worship God is a production of the Gospel Coalition Canada. For more Christ-exalting resources, go to ca.thegospelcoalition.org.